Hi everyone and welcome to Bootstrapping SaaS. I am Val Sopi and currently I'm running Blogstatic.io, a blogging and newsletter platform. Tune in as I talk about the latest challenges and lessons in my SaaS journey. Hey friends, this is episode 71. Uh, good to be here with you again. A few things that happened since my last episode is that one of the major things actually was the database going down. Um, this was a few weeks ago. I had tested something very well in my own opinion. I tested it on stage and then when I deployed it on production, uh, because of a single digit that was a little different on, on production because on stage I don't have those types of users, so I didn't check against that, uh, I ended up chucking the entire database. Now, that wasn't a big problem because I have backups. Uh, the bigger problem is trying to get it back as fast as possible because Blockstatic is a front-facing app, which means that my customers have blogs which are supposed to be live the entire time. So Blockstatic is not like an internal app where a uh, company uses it for their purposes. And if that app went down, it wouldn't affect so much their customers. So in my case, block static going down affects my customers and their customers, quote unquote readers. So that was a little bit stressful, but I had a procedure in place for times like this that I had written it down for myself if something like this happened. So I got my backup. Uh, Carter Bryden, who is the founder of uh, Approximated, uh, which I use for proxying uh, block static domains, uh, helped me out uh, with a few things that I needed his help with. So I managed to get back everything up. So that was really cool. Customers were very understanding, some of them that uh, were affected immediately. So uh, I was very happy that um, I managed to get back everything up. And especially I was proud of myself for having notes uh, on hand to not feel stressed about what I should be doing because I had it all planned out, uh, all the steps that I need to take from one to, uh, there are about seven steps in it. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was an interesting uh, thing to happen, uh, lesson learned there. Um, another thing that happened, which I had an issue with myself mostly, and this is more of a growing pain type of thing. I had a, a customer who came into Blockstatic, upgraded to the expert plan, which is the 49 uh, per year plan, um, and I do imports manually for every customer. It's not, um, it's not a feature that customers can use on their own. And this is because I, I could do that, but some of the files, some of the JSON and XML files that I get from clients, some of them have edge cases, which I feel they would get in trouble with trying to match their fields with block static fields. So I have the feature that I do it manually with, which is very easy. So a customer came in and they had 1,200 blog posts. And I had in the back of my mind for the, for the longest time, I have a, an idea to limit the num number of posts. Uh, on the blog static pricing page, there's a feature note that says that there are unlimited posts. And this is due to my laziness, like I wanted to implement this limit for the longest time and I never got around it because not many customers, even the ones that were importing their posts weren't, uh, didn't have as many posts as this new customer. So I was struggling to, trying to accept that I will import a blog with posts that represent 
probably about uh, 30% of the entire post by all current clients. And I asked some of my friends what I should do, and I knew in the back of my mind what I should be doing. Uh, My egoistic self wanted to refund the client, uh, tell them that we can't serve them with that many posts, and just apologize. And just that didn't feel, that felt completely wrong. Like that's not something that I, that's not somehow, that's not the way I want to run this business. I want people to have trust that um, everything that, is on the site is honored even though it could be my mistakes but in this case it it wasn't a mistake really when i look back at it because there are unlimited posts i just just had the the laziness of not implementing a rule for when somebody comes uh importing that many posts and this is mostly for uh those customers who may have who may be doing programmatic seo and it's just a post dump and that's one thing i wanted to avoid but I, I wrote back to the client that all their posts were imported. Uh, I didn't tell them anything about my doubts or anything about me wanting to refund their account and tell them not to, that I won't be serving them. So the unlimited post is still on the site. It remains as such. If anything changes, then it would be affecting new customers. But I don't think I will change that. So yeah, that was an interesting thing to go through, more so with myself. Uh, that I had a hard time sort of accepting the fact that, hey, Blockstatic is growing. We're going to have all types of customers. So we got to adjust for many use cases going forward and not sort of restrict the growth by staying in a corner and offering a product that doesn't adjust to some of the customers' needs that pretty much aren't their fault, honestly. Like this was a person genuinely with 1,200 posts that they have written over their years and uh, they wanted imported. So um, that was an interesting thing to, to go through and, and a good lesson. So yeah, uh, that's, those are two of the, uh, I don't want to say struggles, more, more so like lessons and, and growth. Um, some of the things I'm thinking about, uh, this is for the longest time, but I'm not taking a lot of action in, is trying to think of, ways to grow block static and as far as features go and um things people have been asking or some some people that have have churned because of these things is one of the biggest ones is theme customizations which is currently possible but it's only possible if you know a little bit of css um, and this is not ideal uh, block static initially was built by a developer for developers but now developers don't represent a majority of the customers most of them are prosumers professionals who are using Blockstatic to grow their personal brand, grow their business. Maybe they're an affiliate marketer. Uh, they're doing some SEO for various purposes. So these people just want to get hit the road and run with, with the product. So one thing that I, I want to do for the longest time that have has been asked and people have churned for about uh, is the theme customizations. And what I mean by that is that you know, changing fonts and colors, background colors, text colors, just with dials and sliders and drop downs and not having to do any CSS. So just sort of, um, they can do it on their own. So that's something that I want to do. Another market I want to tap into is photographers. So I'm currently in the middle of building a gallery uh, that people can add to their um, posts. Currently, users can upload photos one by one, a main photo and photos on the on the body of their post. 
but these are not galleries. These are just photos uh, in the middle of their text. So what I'm building now is a way for people to add a gallery in between the text and have themes that accommodate to people who maybe have more galleries or, or photographers or even current themes where people want to add a gallery maybe from something they they were they're writing about something they were experiencing and they want to share a, a gallery with multiple photos in which you can click open up a, a gallery of sorts and go back and forth so that's the one thing that has been asked a couple of times and i really want to add that and i think it enhances the experience overall and it enriches sort of block static the brand um and yeah just you know naturally going away from the for devs by devs attitude you know like the static part in the name is doesn't represent really the staticness of of block static files are cached and everything but not they're not truly static as as they were initially where the file was saved in the disk and when a a, a page was requested by the browser it retrieved that physical file which it's not really um you know I guess what I'm trying to say is that other ways, when you benchmark against that, it's really like the the difference is minimal. It doesn't really any, make any sense to have that just because of the overhead of trying to keep the integrity of every blog with static files. So everything is cached now. So the static part in the name doesn't really mean much. So with that said, I'm considering of maybe changing the name. I know a lot of people like it. But I would like to go to a .com domain, maybe maybe even the name that doesn't have the blog uh, in it, um, maybe something more, uh, not just blog, uh, but then again, not stray away from the publishing aspect of it, where people can run a blog, run a newsletter, a photography site and whatnot from Blogstatic. So yeah, thinking about that, um, the one thing that I've discovered um, recently and this is going away from the block static discussions this has to do more with my productivity so a week or so ago two weeks ago i asked chat gpt for uh, how to get better in context switching and amidst uh, its responses one of them was pomodoro and i've ran against this method so many times and i've ignored it because it's so simple but i wanted to give it a try and the biggest premise of it is I guess in my in my case is that uh, it's keeping me fresh. So me switching from a project to project or from a task to task is easier because the way I've worked up until two weeks ago, I would sit down around eight o'clock and do a three hour run, uh, get semi burned out, and then I, I'd go to the gym for about an hour or two, come back, do another three hours, and then by the end of the day, I'd be pretty much done for the rest of the night. Um, and this wasn't fun because there are times even with, within block static where, where I have to switch context and that my old methods, method wasn't helping me in that because I was pretty much losing productivity with every minute after an hour or so. So I gave Pomodoro a try. Uh, the way I did it, this is, so I'm two weeks in. The way I'm doing it is 25 minutes of focused work five minutes break, 25 minutes focus work, five minutes break. So I'm separating my day in two blocks of three hours, which gives me six sessions each, six Pomodoro sessions. 
And what that is doing is keeping me extremely fresh. Those five minutes in between the 25 sessions, I'm giving myself time to just get my brain not do anything, maybe water a plant, uh, maybe go outside, look at the a sky, uh, take a photo, um, just do anything, maybe do some stretches, do a few push-ups, whatever that doesn't have anything to do with my work. And the goal of it is to be really strict. So if I'm working for the 25-minute session, I'm at the end of it, I'm in the middle of the fe feature, and maybe it's almost done, I need to stop. Because it's so easy to tell myself, you know, I have only five minutes to do this. And that five minute turns into another half an hour. And then here I am feeling just burned out, you know. Um, so I'm trying to stay very strict with it. There are limitations to it, especially the thing that I just mentioned where you're like in the middle of something, you want to get it done, you stop, and then you come back and do some of it for like a minute or so and jump on something else. However, being strict with this method of 25-minute sessions and then five-minute breaks, what it's making me do is making me rethink the task ahead of me so I chunk it up in a way that it's, kind of, it's not going to take me 25 minutes to finish at least a part of it where I don't have to stop. So that is making me very efficient. I'm picking tasks or breaking them down more efficiently. And at the end of the day, I'm feeling better. I'm more refreshed. I can do more than two, three-hour sessions. If I have the time, maybe I don't have to pick up the kids that day or whatnot. I can maybe go for eight, nine hours of working with these 25-minute sessions with five breaks in between, divide them into three hours, and then I can just work for a pretty long time because those breaks in between are an amazing break for my brain just to go back to... Uh, a resting spot and then coming back refreshed uh, and this was you know now I'm realizing my biggest struggle all over like throughout the time was that I was working too long on things which was causing me really uh, which was giving me a hard time to context switch and as a developer or just a, a founder in general you have to do different things during the day and this thing is is helping me a lot uh, so I'm going to stick with it. I hope I don't get bored of it uh, because it's it's uh, the biggest thing with it is that when I'm done with my day, like I'm I'm not as burned out as I would have been two, three weeks ago when I'm doing two, three hour sessions and just feeling just tired, just bored, uh, burned out. So, yeah, this was really cool. I'm, I'm really excited to share this, you know, with you. If, if you're struggling with switching context during the day or just feeling burned out, I would suggest to give this. Uh, the Pomodoro technique uh, a try and just be very strict with the 25 minute and five minute breaks and learn how to uh, compartmentalize your tasks in a way that you get them finished before the 24 hours 25 mark is is over and you know don't get frustrated if you don't just stop when 25 uh, minute mark hits pick it up and then just get better with with uh, with your flow so yeah uh, that's all for this episode and I will see you next time.